Welcome to Kings River Life's Mystery Rats Maze podcast, where we share with you mystery short stories and first chapters of mystery novels read by local actors. This episode features an excerpt from Ghosts of Painting Past by Sybil Johnson. It's read by local actor Karina Balfour. If you'd like to help support this podcast, listen for details in the closing of this episode on how to become a patron and get some fun perks. The Earth Mover moved back and forth, tearing down the last remnants of a house on Seagull Lane, digging up all its secrets. Its engine rumbled, producing a deafening noise heard up and down the narrow street. Rory Anderson turned up her radio, hoping the Christmas carols would drown out the noise enough so she could work. Brushing her shoulder-length brown hair behind her ears, she concentrated on her computer screen. Half an hour later, a frenzied shout followed by the cutting off of the machine's engine brought a sudden silence down on her street. Rory looked up from her programming task and leaned over her desk to peer out the window at the construction site directly across the street from her single-story stucco home. Construction workers clustered around the earth mover, their attention divided between something in one of the workers' hands and the ground in the far corner of the lot. Before long, the foreman pulled out his cell phone. Rory's gaze shifted to the street, where residents went about their business, trying to ignore the intruders on their block. On the lot to the left of the construction site, a slender woman, less than five feet tall, stood on a ladder, hanging icicle lights on the eaves of the Tudor-style home. Rory returned to her work, figuring the issue would be resolved soon, just like all the others the developer had encountered the previous week. When a police car arrived, less than ten minutes later, and two uniformed officers approached the construction crew, she abandoned her programming task, put on a hoodie over her long-sleeved T-shirt, and headed outside to see what was going on. She stood as close to the site as she dared, trying to catch a bit of the conversation between the officers and the foreman. Before long, the petite woman who'd been putting up the Christmas lights joined her. The two stood in the middle of the street, staring at the unusual activity. Any idea what's happening? Mindy Kowalski-Palmer pushed a strand of curly hair away from her face, exposing a green Christmas tree that dangled from her ear. They just stopped. No clue why. I can't hear what they're talking about. Can you? Mindy stepped closer and cocked her head, listening intently. She returned to Rory's side. Can't make out any words. Maybe if we stand here long enough, they'll tell us what's going on? Rory nodded towards a pine wreath attached to the front of the porta potty on the near corner of the lot. Your work? Mindy grinned. No one on the construction crew seemed to mind. One of them even gave me a thumbs up. Her expression turned serious, and she pointed to the foreman who was now gesturing at the churned-up dirt. They must have found something. Maybe the previous owner buried cans of money in the ground and forgot about it. People did that during the Depression, you know. Didn't trust banks. My grandmother told me all about it. The house wasn't that old, and I don't think anyone buries money in their yards anymore. A woman's voice behind them said, her words almost drowned out by a stream of excited barks. 
Rory turned to greet the speaker, a woman with short white hair who lived at the end of the block. Mrs. Maldonado held a leash in her hand with a pint-sized Pomeranian at the end of it. Some people still don't trust Banks. Mindy bent down and petted the head of the now-quiet dog. True, Mrs. Maldonado nodded. How are you settling in, Mindy? Glad to be back in Vista Beach after so many years away? Almost feels like I never left. I didn't know you lived here before, Rory said. Vista Beach, born and bred. Knew your father back in the day. Swan was a looker. Still is, I suppose. A soft smile played across Mindy's face. Rory made a mental note to ask her father about her new neighbor. And your wife? Mrs. Maldonado said. I'm sorry, but I've forgotten her name. She's not from the area, is she? Tamra. She prefers Tammy. Loves it here. Very different from Minnesota, where she grew up. She doesn't see how I managed to graduate from high school with the beach so close. She's having a bit of a hard time with the December weather, though. Very un-Christmas-like for her. Here comes Officer Carr. Rory gestured toward the uniformed officer who'd finished his conversation with the foreman and was walking toward them. Maybe he'll tell us something. Ladies? One hand on his belt. Carr nodded his head in greeting. Can I help you with anything? We were just wondering what was going on, Rory said. Nothing any of you need to worry about. We're taking care of it. Why don't you go back to your homes? After a few more questions that the officer politely declined to answer, the three murmured their goodbyes and went their separate ways. As Rory headed home, she spotted her 76-year-old neighbor beckoning to her from the balcony of the mission-style house next door to her own place. When Rory was within earshot, Mrs. Griswold called out to her, Wait right there! I'm on my way down! Not long after, the gray-haired woman opened the front door and gestured for Rory to come inside. Without saying a word, Mrs. Griswold led the way up the stairs onto the balcony that faced the street. I'm too short to see what's going on. You're a lot taller than I am. She shoved a pair of binoculars into Rory's hands. Here, take a look. The best view is from over there. She nodded toward the other side of the balcony. Rory stepped over to the spot the woman had indicated, squeezing her body between two potted plants, and leaned her six-foot frame over the railing. She glanced at the house next to the construction site, Mindy had returned to her task, but was putting up her decorations at a snail's pace, spending more time staring at the scene next door than on her own work. Mrs. Griswold coughed, and Rory focused the binoculars on the construction site. They're talking. The police don't seem too happy with the foreman. One of the workers has something in his hand. Rory sucked in her breath. <gasps> what is it? Rory corrected the focus on the binoculars to make sure she was seeing everything clearly. After checking out the scene, she zoomed in on the object the worker held up for the two policemen to see. Well, Mrs. Griswold said, a note of impatience in her voice, it's a skull. 
a human skull. Are you sure? Rory handed over the binoculars. Here, look for yourself. They've moved closer to the street, so you should be able to see everything now. While her neighbor stared through the binoculars' lenses, Rory pulled her cell phone out of the pocket of her jeans and dialed a familiar number. This reading of an excerpt from Ghosts of Painting Past was produced by Kings River Life and directed by Lori Lewis Ham. You can learn more about Sybil Johnson on her website, authorsybiljohnson.com. If you'd like to help us be able to continue to bring you more mystery fun, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash kingsriverlife. Even a dollar a month can make a difference. We also have some cool merchandise available on Redbubble. Check the show notes for the link and for the links to our websites and social media. Subscribe to our podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. Subscribe to our podcast newsletter for bonus content. If you enjoy this episode, please rate or review it as this helps make us easier to find for others. Until next time, this is your announcer wishing you a life full of mystery. Mystery.